Weekly Asset Management Podcast for July 3rd, 2013. This is Brendan, and today Tom and I are going to be talking about financial safety nets, mainly because of a New York Times article that was recently brought to our attention. Uh, It featured a savings calculator, right, Tom? Yeah, this was really a great piece that the New York Times had. Uh, and I, I want to give a shout out to our friend Barry Ritholtz for bringing it to our attention. Right. Um, we'll have a link to uh, Barry's column and also to the calculator itself in the post uh, below this presentation on the website. But working on uh, building that safety net is really a, a, a big deal and people seem to not want to do it, Brendan. Right. A lot of people are operating without a financial safety net. It's really a shame. And uh, I think everybody's been through a rough time these last couple of years. And even though you still may be struggling, I'm telling you right now, you're going to get one one step closer to getting further away from trouble if you can start working on building a bigger safety net today. So... I'd encourage you, if you don't have a safety net yet, you really ought to think about delaying that vacation or putting off that big expense or that big purchase for one more year. Sometimes even six months will make all the difference. Um, You know, you can't wait for bad things to happen for you to say, gee, I really need to start putting money away. You know, I want to remind everybody, it wasn't raining when Noah started building his ark. So you really need to have a safety net, right, Brendan? I mean, we've talked about this in the office. Yeah, you just don't want to be unprepared for a disaster or anything like that. Yeah, and it's it's true that, you know, if, if you do have a major illness or someone in your family has a major illness, it, it, it can still be very devastating. We do have insurance for that, even though that may not be enough. But the point is, you know, a blown transmission or a car problem doesn't have to be a disaster. It's these unplanned disasters that seem to throw off a lot of Americans. And it doesn't have to be that way. I can tell you that if you start to have a safety net and you have some money in the bank, when a problem like getting a new transmission for the car or getting a new furnace at home or a hot water heater or something like that. It's not going to be a game changer because that safety net is going to bail you out. Right. And it's really important to, to keep that in mind. It totally changes your frame of reference if you have a, a couple of bucks behind you in the bank. That's a really big deal. Definitely. So how much are we talking about here for a financial safety net? Okay. So when I'm discussing this with clients, a lot of times I'll suggest as a minimum, they have to have three months of their own expenses before beginning any kind of investment program or spending program like vacations and trips and things like that. So the first step, even I guess it would be step minus one before we get to step one would be knowing how much you spend each month. Right. So you have to know how much you spend each month and you have to be realistic about that number. And then you got to multiply that by three to get three months of expenses. Now, there's a lot of people who say, well, three months is, is okay, but I really feel comfortable with a little more, especially after these past few years. And I totally get that. And so 
I tell people as a minimum you've got to have three months, but I feel more comfortable with six months. And in many cases, there's a lot of clients I've met who said, we're going to feel more comfortable with 12 months, a year of expenses in the bank, socked away. We're not going to do anything with it, play the market or do anything crazy. We're going to have six to 12 months of expenses just banked in case something happens to us. I think the point is, is that more money in a security net is okay, but not having a security net is not okay. That's exactly it. That's really it. Not having the safety net, not okay. So in going through the uh, article, there were some, some pretty good comments. Definitely. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to share a couple of, with them, a couple of them with you. Uh, there was uh, someone who wrote that you should max out your IRA that could potentially be money that you can't get your hands back on if you need it for an emergency. Yeah, so it might that, not be the best thing to do. That may not be such a good idea. Yeah. You know, you really need to have that safety net in cash in the bank that you can get your hands on tomorrow. Uh, that's not going to be the case with an IRA. If you're not old enough. Right. Um, you may be in a situation where if you need to take that money out before 50, age 59 and a half, you're going to have uh, penalties. You're going to have to pay tax on the on the distribution. That's the last thing you need when you're taking money out for an emergency. Yeah, that's a mess. So I would start on having that safety net first before you start putting money into uh, IRAs. But one of the things that, that was mentioned in the comment section, which does make a lot of sense, is if you work for a company that offers a 401k, and the 401k, if the employer matches your contributions, a lot of companies, I shouldn't say a lot, but many companies now will offer a match where they'll match the first 2% or the first 4% of your contributions 100%. Uh, that's a really good deal. Yeah, it is. Because basically what they're saying is, hey, if you can muster up 2% of your salary to put into a 401k, we're going to match that 100%. Or maybe they do 50%. So what? It's free money. It literally is free money that's coming from your employer. So if you're not doing at least that, you really need to uh, take a look at it. Another uh, commenter posted that you should read The Millionaire Next Door. And I totally agree. This is a book that was written in 1996, so it's almost 20 years old, written by Thomas Stanley. The title is The Millionaire Next Door. It talks about how a lot of uh, small business owners and people who have been working at uh, a company for a long period of time have built up enough equity and enough savings to literally have a million dollar net worth. And they're not going out buying you know, the latest model car or taking extravagant vacations. There's just little, little tricks and little things that everybody can do that can help build your net worth. So it's definitely a good read. You can probably find it on a Kindle now. I'm sure you can. Yeah, The Millionaire Next Door. You should pick it up. So one of the snarkiest comments, which I thought was really cool, was someone wrote, most households give a lot of lip service, meaning they talk a good game, but they get a lot of drive-through, which means that you know they talk about saving money, but the fact is they're, you know, they're going out to dinner three or four times a week, and there's no chance that they're going to be saving money. Right. So when we talk about different investments in these podcasts, you need to understand that anytime we mention a specific security, even though none were mentioned here, 
that they don't represent a past specific recommendation of Maluli Asset Management. And this presentation is not a recommendation to buy or sell any types of securities. If you're relying on a podcast, though, for investment advice, we think you're making a big mistake. And so we strongly urge our listeners to consult with their investment advisor before they make any kind of decision to buy or sell. Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, we'd be happy to help you out and answer whatever questions you have. You can call us at 732-223-9000, or you can find us on the web at maluli.net. That's all we have for this week. Hopefully you learned something about financial safety nets and why you should really, really have one. And we'll be back next week with a new topic. Thanks for listening.